Hey friends, this is your host, film critic and comedian Nate Wyckoff, and I just want to remind you to like and subscribe and go ahead and recommend this podcast slash YouTube series to anyone you think might enjoy it or people that you just don't like and you want to see them suffer through something you think they won't enjoy. Also, go to cultandclassicfilms.com and make sure you subscribe to get cult exclusive movies delivered in special editions to your door every month for dirt cheap. That's right. Our Patreon has awesome stuff you can get every month, as well as perks and discounts at our online store. And remember, you need to do this. Otherwise, our good friend, Sar- there you go. Sergeant Kabuki Man will be after you. And just a heads up, most people that go against him end up dead in weird ways. So make sure not to do that. Here's your show and enjoy. Welcome to Compton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends of the pod, to a brand new episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about two thematically linked films one mainstream and one cult except when we don't which is what we're doing today um this is uh when we're going to talk about uh two films by the diy uh video filmmaker adam thorne from toronto canada we've had adam on the podcast before you can go back in our archives and at coltonclassicfilms.com and check out our interview with him but uh we're covering the two films that we here at colton classic films have released as our very first um blu-ray high def double feature uh which if you're not aware we do a subscription service now where we get exclusive films the the cultist of the cult films and send them directly to your door every month for a nice affordable price it's real cheap it's like 20 dollars shipping included for the basic movie in a case with a nice cover and 25 dollars for like this awesome collector's edition that has an autograph poster and milk caps i'm not saying they're pogs because that is a copyrighted term but um they are milk caps that seem very much and i'm not sure how they're different from pogs i can't tell uh anyway exclusive stuff really cool and a neat slip cover so if you're one of those collector's fiends like i am and you love to have the nice slip covers on your films there's an exclusive slip cover with uh, all of the special collector's editions. This is last month's uh, for August, 2023 double feature. You can still buy it at the coltonclassicfilms.com store. Uh, and if you're a subscriber, you get a discount. So you basically get it for the same, the subscriber cost. You don't wanna subscribe, it's basically $5 more. It's not a big deal. Uh, we ship Canada, Mexico and US currently. But if you're not in one of those places and you want it, shoot us a message at info at coltonclassicfilms.com and we'll get there. Okay, enough of the ad part of this, but I do urge you to check it out and sign up for our newsletter at our website. I'm your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. With me, I also have longtime contributor, Tad. How are you doing, Tad? Uh, Nate, where'd Mandy yes. go? Yes, Mandy Longley is also here with us. Uh, occasionally, she's popped in and out. Uh, must be a tech issue. But, but, but where'd she go? That, well, I, I, she went into the ether. Um, Nathan, she, this is your uh, podcast. You got to tell me where she went. I, I, she's popping back in. She, 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 <laughs> she went into the that that area of all darkness in in the Insidious franchise, and now she's back. Oh, it's uh, it, there you go. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so Mandy is also here, connecting to audio, and we have hi, Mandy. Hi. And back. we also have yay. We all, Tad was very concerned. We also have Oh my gosh, us. no, my I'll probably be gone again in a minute. Don't worry. <laughs> it is the the joys of technology. And I'll reappear and disappear okay, at random. All right. It's you know what? It's a ghost. It's a ghostly thing. We're we're a spooky podcast. We also have joining us uh for the first time in quite a while, Greg Johnson. How are you doing, Greg? Good to have you back. Uh I don't I don't think I've ever been on this show before. So whatever you whatever what? we're doing, I'm here. 
it's funny because this is the um it's it's sort of like the lithium of podcasts i feel like we bring people on and then we just get real chill and uh when the cameras go off we go to sleep and i don't know how much of it is real and how much of it is just a, a lithium induced dream but i'm excited for this double feature uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, the newest of these two films that are included in our first release from Colton Classic Films, Assault on the Snake Man. It's not Assault of the Snake Man, Assault by the Snake Man. It is Assault on the Snake Man. The Snake Men are being uh, put under assault. So this movie was uh, finished in 2020, and it is a science fiction comedy. Uh, and for those of you who are, are uber cult film fans, it also has a reference that loosely ties it to the universe of uh, Chris Seaver, the Seavage universe, who we've also had on this podcast and talked to. Now, I think Chris would probably say that is not the case, uh, but Adam did ask him if he could reference uh, Chris Seaver's film location, Blood Fart Lake. This is just letting you know what you're in for today. And uh, and and I guess he said yes. And so it is referenced in this. So I like to consider this part of the bridge between the Adam Thorne verse and the Chris Seaver verse. Uh, and they are indeed uh, universes where there are crossovers. So lots of fun here. Uh, also, you can check it out. Both of these covers were done by yours truly. Uh, you can get the posters on our website store as well. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about this movie. Uh, I'm going to give a quick summary as normal i'm going to try and keep it even quicker uh, and not just by talking faster if you hear my voice cut out or i say something particularly absent-minded i am just now on the cusp of getting over covid for the second time i hate it i want to punch it in the face but i'm pretty sure it's bigger and stronger than me and i can't do that anyway so Assault on the Snake Man is in the sort of near future aliens. These, these monkey men have come to the planet. They have left it in wreckage and then they leave because, uh, you know, well, we live here. We know Earth is a dumpster fire right now. And so we are left in the wreckage and in the wreckage uh, or from the wreckage rises mutant snake men. These are snakish reptilian people of various different appearances, which I'm sure we'll talk about. These uh, creatures are said to be dangerous to humans and feast on human babies. Uh, the president of the United States, uh, keep in mind, <laughs> the United Snakes, the United I, States. I heard you. I heard I, the snake propaganda seep into your brain. I promise this is not the case. Uh, I could have done podcast. Uh, yeah, so this is this is a Canadian production, uh, but they really nail the American uh, presidency dynamic in this because the American president is is quite a character, and he contacts uh, the hero Rostar, uh, who comes in and is charged with uh, dis destroying the Snake Men and, and defeating their queen to save uh, humanity and the babies of the humanities babiness i'm gonna blame that on the covid okay <clears throat> so he ends up uh fighting some snake men uh he ends up he has a machete there are guns uh there is an awesome song by green jelly uh or green jello depending on how you're introduced with them green jello uh had to change their name because um bill cosby got all up in their shit and uh yeah so anyway uh green Green Jelly has a song in here because uh, a drummer for Green Jelly is actually in this film as one of the snake men, um, uh, Rob Gabriel. And uh, that's pretty cool. There are 
anywhere from like a hundred to 700 members of green jelly because they they continually shift members and when they move to an area for concerts they, they'll pull new members uh so it's pretty cool but be, it is neat to have uh some green jelly in there green jelly is amazing they are the coolest uh before the gorillas they were you know our first animated band uh if you don't know what green jelly's album serial killer is go check it out go watch it online i'm sure it's available go pick up the vhs like i did uh from from a thrift store it's an animated album it's pretty great uh they also did the soundtrack for uh spider-man maximum carnage the super nintendo game and i believe it came out on, on genesis as well so pretty baller any who's it's this is quite a bizarre film that I fell in love with. This was actually the first film that I saw of Adam Thorne's before I got to know Adam and uh, a good fiend of the pod. And let's, we're going to dive right in. It's both of these films are uh, on the shorter side. They're 50 minutes. And I don't think you can predict exactly where these films are going to go at any given time, especially assault on the snake men. Uh, yeah. So let's just know, dive man. right in. Tad. I've, Tad, I've watched quite a few independent films and usually i start seeing themes and usually right. it goes is this gonna get stupid it's gonna get stupid so uh gonna so say it's what, I, i'm gonna say that i think it starts stupid in a delightful way especially since uh adam's uh, film film company uh riot films um tends to begin with a clip show uh of of scenes one of which seems to include adam himself as a scientist of some kind i'm not sure there's a lot of films that that he uh and and his cohort have created i don't know if it's from personal space invaders or which film but it appears to be him as a scientist getting shit thrown into his face uh, i'm not exactly sure what it is i haven't <laughs> i haven't had the pleasure of watching that feature but uh yeah so i think it starts pretty clear uh yeah i enjoy this so the theme there's no giving away the ending necessarily that you not neither of these films, they both do have surprise endings, but it's certainly not what you're waiting for. Uh, you're, you're waiting to just see what insanity the next uh, moment brings. There are a small, there's a small number of casts here. Um, Austin Mumbarquet, excuse me, uh, is, is Rostar. And I will say that there is a really cool uh, commentary with Austin and Adam on this film, it's full length. Uh, they they watch the video and it's that neat kind of video and video where you can see them and watch the movie at the same time. Lots of interesting do-it-yourself movie tips and tricks in there. Uh, we also have Sarita Milan who plays Queen of the Snake Men and is a uh, recurring standard in both of these movies and Adam Thorne's movies in general. And then we have Robert C. Hoffman, another filmmaker himself, playing the president and son Oliver K. Hoffman, playing uh, his Secret Service agent Steve. Um, we have Bunny Hero playing the cleric, which I'm going to challenge viewers to decide uh, Bunny's real name when you're when you're watching this. As I said, Rob Gabrielle is a snake soldier and Justin Declo, um, who or, or Declo, I apologize for not being able to say French <laughs> names very well. Uh, I did. I even tried this, guys. I even went online to one of those like pronounce it yourselves. And I think it was like Declo. Uh, anyway, Justin is a very accomplished filmmaker in his own right, uh, and he plays the robots, the Robo Warrior. And uh, Justin is—he uh, made the movie Teddy Bomb, which is a lot of fun, and his second feature, Impossible Horror, I have not seen yet. Uh, but what I especially love Justin for is he created and runs um, the Canadian distribution company Golden Ninja Video, which uh, released such amazing films as um, 
dinosaurs in a mining facility, which we talked about uh, at, at length in an episode of this podcast. And that, it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of really cool classic and current films there uh, that are uh, delightful. So if you're in Canada, especially, they're very affordable. Of course, Canada to US does not have the best shipping, but they are 100% worth it. And I recommend you go check out goldenninjavideo.com. Uh, and it's it's gold ninja, excuse me, not golden ninja, G-O-L-D, and then ninjavideo.com. Uh, I'm going to blame COVID again. COVID's, COVID is a guest on this podcast today. All right. COVID is a guest and uh, we need to give him this, it the respect it deserves. I don't know if COVID likes to be misgendered. I'm not sure. Okie dokie. So it's a small cast uh, and much of it involves uh, Rostar wandering through various mostly outdoor environments, occasionally coming across other wild characters, uh, at which point he then either kills them uh, or or butchers them, maybe disappeared, and uh, or or gets help from them in some way or is solicited for drugs. And it is one of those movies where scene to scene, I, I honestly, Tad said there are themes, but I couldn't tell you what's going to happen from scene to scene. And the ending is just bonkers banana sandwich. I don't even know what to say about it. Um, I'm not sure that I, I know exactly what what happened or was going, but I'm okay with that. And it's set up for any kind of sequel. It could be a sequel that has nothing to do with it, um, but one prop, or it could be a sequel that has a bunch of returning characters. Uh, but there is a lot of fun and a lot of shootouts too. As I said, if you watch the trailer for this movie, uh, you, you can see it's it feels American in the fact that there are so many guns in the end of this movie. That's how many guns there are. So Tad, what were your thoughts? What were your expectations going into this movie? And what were your thoughts having seen Assault on the Snake Man? I lost it just by you starting to talk about this movie because <laughs> all I can do, all right, Nate, None of the rest of this movie matters. The only thing about this movie I care about is the scene where he's talking to the snake queen. Okay? He busted in. He's... he's... <laughs> Hold on. All right. Okay, Kevin Hart. Stop laughing at your I'm, own I'm, humor. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I laughed so hard. This, is, this was one of the most hilarious scenes I have ever seen in a movie. Where he's... He's like... So... So... Uh, but so you're what you're trying to tell next thing you're going to tell me is that you don't eat the babies and she's like well no we do that they're delicious and then the, the robo dude comes in like hold it right there hold it right there i'm on drugs i know i need drugs i need drugs and i stole this coat from a homeless person he just starts blasting her yes i i stopped i just had to stop and rewatch it four or five times I'm pretty sure I may have a torn abdomen and the rest of the movie did not matter. That was <laughs> fucking genius. The special effects are perfect. The acting is perfect. The, like I said, the stupid, like I can expect yeah. this to be the stupid because this is the same shit we did when we were young. It's the same thing. Every independent filmmaker who wants to be like, we want to do something that's funny but it's my sense of humor. You know what? Like right. I can always tell when a film is being done because they're like, fuck it, fuck you. I'm doing what I want to do. And they think it's funny. And I think it's funny. That scene absolutely has caused injury to me. And I would watch it again right the fuck now. And Let's I talk about Robo Warrior. 
Let's talk about Robo Warrior. Warrior. Yeah, he has my two I mean, favorite scenes. You mentioned it, it, one. It's fantastic. <laughs> like he dies, he dies, and he's just like, "This sucks." I'm like, "That's so Duke Nukem." He he also has his. He's a robot because he has tinfoil half-heartedly wrapped around his head with a little That's, light for an eye. That was one uh, thing I was I was watching this movie and I was just thinking about, like, I always wonder. It's the same thing I wonder with Janice Click movies. How much of this is budgetary constraints and how much of this is, wouldn't it be funny if we just put an eye patch on someone that was literally just a piece of paper with an eye drawn on marker? Like, I, it's, it's, a, it's a level of stupidity and creativity that I'm just like, you know what? This is fucking brilliant. And this is the reason Jeff left the podcast, because I think this shit's hilarious and he's just like, fuck it, I'm out. I get it, but, but uh, I still think yeah. it's funny. Fuck you. So, so there is, yes. So it's a delight in that way. I agree. Um, the, I did, I do enjoy that scene as well. And the other scene with, with Robo Warrior is when um, Rostar meets him on a bench and he's just trying to, he's, he's giving him cryptic answers to Rostar's questions. And at which point he just says, uh, got any drugs? And that's pretty much where the scene ends. <laughs> and, um, and it's, it's and the fact that the the robot is the one addicted to drugs is is delightful. It's and the fact that it's not electricity or booze as in Futurama. It's just just the. I mean, the it, I mean, it's just general you drugs. Could, you could you could absolutely interpret layers down to it. Like, well, the robot is clearly a, has cybernetics. He used to be human and needs drugs to continue his existence, like some Deus Ex reference. But that's clearly not what no. it's meant to be. <laughs> Like, um, don't interpret this too hard. This is just a robot on drugs, which is fucking hilarious in its own right. It yes, I agree. I'm glad you brought that. And that is quite the scene. Um, uh, Sarita really kills the Snake Queen. In fact, she's the one that looks as though she could have stepped from a a higher budget film in a way, because she's kind of kind of a gold paint with some green uh, to her skin, and she has a, a nicely constructed like out of dollar store materials like gold snake helm. Um, she, I like agree. She puts helm. she she puts the uh, the uh, she really uh, gets that s pronunciation going. And <laughs> the, I'm, the, I'm the snake lisp. Yes. Please, please ask Adam if it was intentional to make her a Rita Repulsa ripoff. Because after all, we did just recently do some Power Rangers stuff, and instantly right, I got a thirtieth anniversary vibe. of Power Rangers. So yeah, I didn't think about that, but I do see some Rita Repulsa in there. Um, the whole thing felt like a Power Rangers episode. Like really, it's, like the stupidest Power Rangers episode ever. Well, that's high praise. Uh, <laughs> I think. Well, I uh, I enjoyed this, so yeah. I I agree. This, like I said, this was the first. I I bought this. Uh, you of course can get this excellent film for twenty or twenty five dollars if you join the the subscription um, plan that we have at culticausticfilms.com. But uh, I actually got this for before I knew Adam for ninety nine cents. Uh, that is how how uh, how much Adam wanted people to see this and. Uh, I will also say, I mentioned it, Adam has made many movies. Uh, these are two of my favorites, which is why they're released here. Uh, but he's made, um, along with uh, with Justin um, Dicklow and some other people, he's made Personal Space Invaders, Personal Space Invaders 2. Uh, he has uh, a really great double feature coming out. In fact, I think Gold Ninja Video might be putting out this new double feature of his, his two most recent films, Amityville Outhouse, which we'll talk about on this pod in the near future, and Rock and Roll Asylum. Um, and, and so he's, he's continuing to make films and he's up there in Toronto, which is, a, a an excellent film capital. Uh, and he also assists in running eyesore uh, cinema. I can't speak today. Eyesore cinema, which plays really bonkers bananas, 
films and uh he runs the terrible and, and started terrible film fest and terrible Two film fest so you can go check out uh terriblefest.com and he does film reviews all sorts of really cool things so if you like this pod you'll like his content and you definitely want to watch for when he does streaming um screenings because some of those movies make his movies look downright sane uh, all right so greg what were you expecting from assault on the snake man and what did you get um well we'll get into it later but i started with um move it pastor for this viewing mm-hmm. um so i was not expecting a lot for assault on the snake man um they're very divisive because i know man yeah. prefers move it pastor and so it's and, and i like i think snake i like them both but i like snake man is the stronger it's interesting yeah you know, I, I like the salt on Snake Man. I feel like I was able to enjoy the humor because it had a cohesive narrative. Mm-hmm. It's it like it, it's it's a shallow narrative, but it doesn't need to be robust. It's right. like you said, it's this war this lone warrior. I mean, it's it's hired by the president. I will say, I I was in as soon as um it was like oh aliens are came to Earth. They're like actually fuck this place, and they just <laughs> leave it like some dumpster. They just took a shit in, and they're like good luck. Um, I was like yeah, that's that's a that's a great premise for an apocalypse movie. It's not it's not nuclear war it's not zombies it's not even alien invasion technically it's basically like some aliens used us at their nuclear waste dump and now we have to deal with the mutants right or i was thinking like it's like kids you know driving by and like egging a house like they're not really there to stay or steal anything they just want to rough it up a little bit and move on um yeah Um, and i agree like the, the narrative is is enough to move from scene to scene um, and you know what I'll say? I'll say this for, for both movies, truly. I'm shocked that no one seemed to break. Because right. like Tad mentioned, it's a movie for them, really. And like, hopefully you'll find some enjoyment too. But the fact that like none of them ever had a break, I was, I was thoroughly impressed because I saw these moments where I'm like, you're about to laugh. And like, it never came. I've and I was I've like, okay. It. I swear I heard it. I I turned my head for a second, and I swear I heard one of them start to giggle. And I might have to go back and revisit because I oh. I heard the break happen, but they they did a good enough job of editing to keep it out. No, you know what? There was one that I caught um <laughs> at the very beginning of the movie when like the snake mutants are beating the shit out of someone in the alley. I don't even think yeah. it's a major character. And one of the girls, um, you, you have to apologize. There's a dog in the background. Um, but one of the one of the girls, um very clearly is like kind of waving her hand like, what like, am i doing yeah. what what what's my motivation <laughs> you know so uh yes absolutely uh sorry we had we had you might have caught some technical difficulties nate was really jealous that i sound better than him and i yes. told him that's just <laughs> genetics so I, I i told him he had to shitify his mic a little bit this, this so, tracks. So we all yeah uh so <laughs> Um, I Mandy has dropped out uh, the, her internet in her area uh, of the woods is having trouble but I do know from talking with her outside of the pod here when she was watching it as I mentioned she really preferred Muppet Pastor her issue with with Assault on the Snake Man is she was having trouble with the audio which is in spots especially more uh, problematic than Muppet Pastor and anybody who watches these you know any 
even moderate budget, but low budget, ultra low budget films know sound is the number one most difficult thing uh, to, to do because on camera mics are, are not, <laughs> they're notoriously not that great. And the farther away, if you're using an on camera mark from a scene, the, the, the more distant, quiet, et cetera, the sound is. And one of the differences is, uh, we'll talk next episode about Muppet Pastor, but Muppet Pastor is primarily indoors. Uh, and Assault on the Snake Man is primarily outside. Uh, and outside is so hard to get good audio because you have not only things like car noise pollution, uh, but you have wind. Wind, even when you don't think it's windy, wind sucks on microphones. Anybody who's tried to record a video for social media or whatever uh, outside knows that. Uh, here's something I want to mention about this too, which I absolutely love is we've talked about some of the hilarious costume mean choices. I mean, Rostar himself looks like, uh, I love it. Austin. He looks like a fan, um, fan live action film of, uh, what was that? Steven universe, the, the grown up Steven universe. Like he has just this red shirt with a, a yellow star on it, uh, and a headband and he just and shorts and and he just runs out. it's it's very much in that vein if, he's got he got he, that that shoulder forward jaunt to him yes very hero like over the topness like it made me think a little bit of um of of death bone in uh chris siever's moist fury which we all love and so so the costuming is very purposeful but as we talked about very low budget uh i think adam said every movie he does is uh is propped by the whatever dollar store or discount store is around and it's sort of especially like the robot with just the tin foil just barely wrapped over the face or the eye patch that's paper with a drawn on eye it really calls to the current trend on like tiktok of people just putting anything on their head and being like this is my mom and it's just a a, a chonkla or shoe on their head and then like this is and this is hair and it's just a shirt over their face or something like they don't explain it they just do it as that character and we get that it's sort of like a live action you know meme memetic device moment this movie granted it's 2020 but it, it was even before that became so common and it really it really nailed that early like it was ahead of its time in that that we would just accept because the tone of the movie was consistent that tinfoil made a robot uh uh you know um a a a I think a pillowcase maybe with, with eye holes cut out and two um, chopsticks glued or taped to the front made a snake monster. Um, you know, these things are so like some of the snake men actually had like little application and look and painted green, etc. Some of them just had um, two, uh, like uh, chopsticks in their gums, like held like a walrus face, you know, some like really dramatically different um, interpretations. Yet we knew. We're like, yeah, that's that's the Snake Man. I'm trained already by entering this movie in in ten minutes, uh, even less. I understand this world and every single one of these things. The representations clue me in on what it is, and that's enough. I feel like it really had like um, an element of like scripted prop comedy. We're like, yeah, we only need one thing, and we're aware of what you are and what you're doing. I yeah, exactly. Um, I Tad, why are you showing me a picture of the coronavirus? 
<laughs> I don't I don't know what's I don't know what's happening with with this guy. Uh, yes, I'm being I'm being punked on my own my own podcast. Um, I and just I use put punked. a picture of the virus over your picture in the in yeah the thing. It's funny. I did. From a distance, see, I only bothered to open it in, in the chat here. This is fun for people who can't see the podcast. Um, <laughs> I only bothered to even look at it because it looked like Warcraft 3 or something. It looked like oh, you were see, playing I, Warcraft I thought it was 3. like a burning building. Like Tad just photoshopped over some like recent tragedy. Like, huh, interesting take. <laughs> no, that's I don't even have the skill to use Photoshop. That was MS Paint. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I... I, I just really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it is one of those things that we, we've talked about other movies like this before to a certain extent. It's sort of like if a bunch of kids made a movie for class and they ended up having so much fun with it that they kept building on it. And it's the rare case where that actually the fun is infectious. Like Tad said, they did it for themselves um, but as Greg said, too, they kept in character the whole time. And it's especially the main cast. So it really it is a movie like with such sparse production. It's easy to think this is not going to feel like a movie at all. But then when you watch it, it does. You're like, no, this is a movie like it actually is a movie. And um, Tad mentioned that we did things like this as well um, growing up. And yet the difference is, is that we never had the wherewithal to really follow any you of those never to fruition. Through. Uh, and and this, you know, Adam has made a, a practice of it, uh, and other filmmakers like him. So that's that's a lot of fun. We have Mandy here. Mandy, what were you expecting from Assault on the Snake Men, and what did you get from Assault on the Snake Men? Um, I don't know. I I think I misread the title, so I was expecting an Assault of the Snake Men, mm -hmm. and what I got was my computer hated it so much it wouldn't even let me participate in the podcast. It was like <laughs> no, done. <laughs> Like, we're out of here. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't know. This one, I was expecting to like it more than I did. Like, this one just did not catch me for whatever reason. Did you reason. watch Moop It Pastor first? Nope. Or did you watch this one first? I watched this okay. one first. It's interesting. First. Yeah. And there was, it's okay, so, but there was one moment where there was a snake man. He was, like, crawling down the road. And, like, the protagonist was, like, following him slash walking over him. And mm -hmm. I was in hysterics. And then they had like a short exchange, like, man, you're like, like sensual perception or like surroundings is like terrible. And he's like, but you'll never find my secret lair. And he's like, it's right over there. I don't know why, but like that scene just <laughs> broke me. And I was like, for that moment was like, this is so freaking hilarious. This is so, so that's, great. That's the scene that broke it. you the way that, that uh, I got broken by uh, the robot shooting the snake lady. Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's well it's funny to, well okay so i do i love that scene too mandy because it's like this perfect it's like um it's a slapstick with no actual slap right with no actual real fast action comedic yeah, motion absolutely. it's just the setup yeah. itself um and it yeah. is and and that particular snake man is such a delight um <laughs> because <laughs> uh who i believe is, is rob because we uh we see him, he's like the right-hand man of the Snake Queen. And so he uh, sort of is the one that keeps going after Rostar. But every time he goes after, his people get defeated. And the first time he gets beat up, I believe Rostar cuts his hand off. And it's a delightful, super old school, um, like mm, like fourth or fifth, like master's uh, degree level 
um why am I Polonia brothers production, you know, like after they stopped really like spending a lot of time on special effects, but when they were still doing a little bit, it's that kind of thing. Like you can still see the hand uh, retracting when the hand is cut off, uh, but it's a lot of fun. And then we get, you know, that he eventually being killed with his overhead stab. And we have that classic. We've used this before Tad in our shorts, that belated blood spray that just causes the actor to just like, uh, like one eye is just Lynch mm. is realistic. Yes, a little exactly. Too realistic. Exactly. It's a lot of, it's just a delight. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoy this. Adam Thorne plays multiple roles in this. Um, if you, if you pick up the Blu-ray, there's some little Easter eggs in the menu, uh, sort of, uh, nodding to this and the Muppet pastor. I shouldn't even say Easter eggs. They're, they're elements that are visually present from both of these films. Uh, that's how much we liked it to put that extra effort in. So I'm going to say this. <clears throat> uh, obviously, I recommend this movie to everyone. I want everyone to buy this movie so they can see these delightful things and we can continue to grow as a podcast and get more and more of these exclusive cult features. Um, these two movies were released previously by um, uh, SOV Horror, which is another uh, shot on video horror film company um uh, uh run uh, uh by tony it's it's got some really great features in there uh it was released on dvd as a double feature uh the difference is is one that is out of print but two we've used um like professional grade ai enhancement to bring both of these up to uh 1080p high definition um that's uh, a jump from 720p for assault on the snake man uh and a big jump from 480 standard edition for move it pastor uh 60 frames per second all that jazz and i gotta say they look they look really good like i if i if i hadn't been the one doing the remastering i never would have known that for example move it pastor was shot uh in standard definition they look very good uh, especially if you do have that original release, which is great. The other thing that's really cool too, and I didn't provide this to the reviewers, but like I said earlier, each of these films has full commentary and Austin and Adam, uh, the lead and Adam Thorne do Assault on the Snake Man, which is a lot of fun anecdotes as well as how they did certain things, why they did certain things. Um, but I actually think Moopit Pastor is my favorite commentary is just Adam. And it is, if you are interested or you currently make low budget, films it's like a sort of a master class in how to do it uh he talks about every single element the shooting locations why they did something what he wished he did differently uh and it is it is incredibly informational and it's a lot of it, it sort of takes the feature to the next level because you realize everything that goes into making a movie and how if you want to do it yourself or with essentially a no budget no low budget that sort of thing um you can do it now I don't know, you never know how accurate IMDb's uh, or any website's estimated cost of production was, but I believe both of these were pegged somewhere around $300 estimated Canadian, uh, which I think given the exchange rate uh, in, in the US is like $5 US. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's much closer to 300. But uh, yeah. I mean, so, like for like, we'll probably get into it on Moopit Pastor, but definitely like at least $10 in adhesive mustaches. Totally, totally. That's the thing. There's like, you know, and anybody who's tried to make a production knows that when you think no budget production, you're going to be real hard pressed not to buy some shit. Uh, it just, it just doesn't because you have ideas you want to do and things just continue to go. So anyway, 
Uh, I'm going to say everyone should should pick this up and watch, it, especially if you don't have a lot of experience with this kind of no budget film. But at the same time, uh, I want us to to share who I think we think would most enjoy this feature, because we especially want to get all these movies into the hands of people who are really going to appreciate them and enjoy them. So, Greg, who do you think you would most recommend uh, Assault on the Snake Men to? Um, I think I'd recommend it to you, Nate. You should really sit down and watch. <laughs> um, no, but ser more seriously, um, I think everyone that's been on this podcast, involved with this podcast, people that are into film generally, like, um, and specifically, like you said, kind of no budget film. I don't even think necessarily if you if you make them you, like that's a requirement i think just did you grow up watching sketches on like youtube and stuff i this is a long form version of that it it's got all those hallmarks of you know like there's certain sets that you're like did you find the set before you wrote the scene or did you find the set and you're like man that's really cool and no one actually monitors it and i think that we can shoot un in under two hours before the cops <laughs> show up um yeah i mean it, it it's it's just a fun film and like it's it's 50 minutes and it doesn't feel like 50 minutes it goes by pretty rapid pace for a no budget film or a low, but you know, whatever. But I mean, for a film general, it's it's good. It's fun. It's yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it almost movie, feels like you know? watching a TV episode. Uh, that's how fast yeah. it kind of goes by. Um, Tad, who would you recommend Assault on the Snake Man to, and why? That's a hard question because I don't want to fall back to the usual answer that I have of people aspiring in film and people who failed to make short films before. Yeah, fuck them. I'm just it, kidding. Yeah, fuck those people. Um, we love you. I, like, this is, this is, I mean, this is, this is a good alternate universe for people who actually already enjoy Chris Sievers films, obviously because of the uh, nebulous connection that's completely made up. But um I, I guess it's for that audience who also really enjoyed Thanks Killing. Like it was this yeah. that was it was the it was the first thing I thought of when I watched this outside of Moist Fury that I went, who would this be for? And it's for that crowd. It it Greg nailed it. It's for the YouTube crowd who are watching um I, you know what? Actually, no, I think of it. Um if anyone remembers what Channel Awesome was like back in the late 2000s, this is better than their shit because most like of channel awesome 101 yeah yeah like that uh, that stuff wasn't that great but this 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 at least has um uh, more self-awareness behind it yeah so i yeah yeah I'd this kind of would have blown up before college humor we had this nice like there's still some around but we had these nice websites that were sort of like um you know pre-newgrounds concepts of like the early showing of millennial creativity you know what i mean where we had people making like um uh, uh the swords kill asians it's not racist as it sounds oh um, oh, um, um that cautionary kind of, tales of swords yes, yes uh that vein right there yes yeah, absolutely thank you for um, reminding me of that yes really delightful fun stuff um check it out and if you were if you're younger if you're gen z etc you'll of course i think see a lot of um a lot of what has come to TikTok and even Tumblr and things from this. Uh, like this is the kind of thing that has given birth to uh, what I think is the, the better part of, of current social media entertainment. 
Yeah, you just Mandy. uh you're you're conden- yeah, sorry, you're condensing um everything that we used to love into five second clips, basically. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I did want to throw back to that um the episode that we did with the Mega Man and the Legend of Zelda, those yes. two fan films. If you if you listen to that and you watch those and you liked it, I think you will like Assault on the Snake Man. Very good point. There's this it's sort of like that whole idea of like um, it's got bad sound and uh, a low quality production, but it has heart. It's kind of, that's true though. Like you can really, you have fun with people who are having fun, right? Like nobody goes into like a, a, a grief, a grief group and like, is like, this is a baller time. Like that doesn't happen. But when you go into like, you know, a, a really nice, um, I was going to say an open mic, any comedian who says that is lying through their teeth. There are very few like amazing through and through open mics but uh it's like going to like your best friend's like i don't know bachelor party or some or bachelorette party or some bit or birthday party like you're just gonna have fun everyone is happy uh hopefully so it's like that's the vibe you get and it 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 just infects you and even when i see a film uh in this sort of genre that i these diy genre that i don't love um oftentimes a lot of especially people's first attempts can kind of drag, right? Because they don't know what to cut. Everything seems important. Uh, it's the same thing when we write. Uh, it's it, professional, you know, directors who work on multi-million dollar productions have that problem all the freaking time. You hear us talk about it uh, when we when we watch those movies. Um, but this is, these are, I think both of these, but Adam is one of those people who understands that less can be more, right? Um, he only shows us what he would enjoy to watch. And it really does come through. Mandy, uh, who do you think uh, would enjoy Assault on the Snake Man? I thought Mandy was just really wrapped. Yeah, I thought I thought she was just really wrapped uh, in in what I was having to say. It turns out she's frozen. So we're going to go ahead and end this. Uh, We did get some nice words from Mandy. As I said, she prefers Moopit Pastor. I do think it's interesting that she watched... um, Assault on the Snake Man first and then Muppet Pastor and enjoyed Muppet Pastor more. And Greg watched Muppet Pastor first and then enjoyed uh, the second uh, feature, which is Assault on the Snake Man more. I wonder too if, because this is a very specific type of film, I wonder if sometimes it it helps that we have time to break into the the rhythm of this kind of indie feature and then we're more open to it when we jump to the next who knows uh but it's it's something to think about so thank you so much for listening to this episode of cult and classic films podcast i'm really excited that we're able to bring you our podcasts as well as these exclusive cult movies um if it sounds like an infomercial it kind of is so just deal with it i promise not to do this every episode but i want everyone to know all the listeners we sell these movies and here's the best part especially with the writer's strike, the WGA and the SAG actors uh, strike and the new visual effects um, union forming strike um, and, and the um, Teamster strikes and other strikes in other industries here in the United States. Um, companies are not interested in taking care of us, uh, the employees, the people who provide them what they, uh, what they need to make money. Um, it's very clear. They're, they're not interested in that. It's a power play. And so when, I started and I've been working on getting this distribution thing. You've heard me talk about something new and exciting coming for years now is I wanted to make sure we were not just fair, but supportive of the filmmakers that we represent and, and they're help them make more movies because it's, it's important just like you, the listener have made us uh, 
feel like what we do is helpful and useful and interesting to you. We want to make the filmmakers who make the movies that we love and enjoy feel that way so they can do more. And uh, in that regard, every single copy of the movie that sells gives money directly to the filmmakers. A lot of distributors, um, even the small ones that have good intentions at heart, they, they don't, they're not set up to make money. So they don't end up making enough to pay the filmmakers. And that's not something we want to happen. So the way cult and classic films uh, does things, filmmakers make money off of every single film sale. We make, we made do things made to order. So we don't have overstock that we have to clear out in order to, to reach our margin. So we actually have some income. There is no world in which the filmmaker will not get some, get some money. They also don't pay for any of our services. We do the packaging design. We do um, the authoring of the discs, the design of the menus. We do all that stuff. And, um, and it's, Everything is done through that. All they have to do is provide us the materials and the extras and things we need. We make it look as, as better than it's ever been uh, presented. Get it out to you, the consumer, and uh, and give them money. That's it. That's, that's all they got to do. So I'm very excited about that, and I'm really proud of that. And I want other people to realize that that's the way it should be. We should be compensated for the things we do, uh, especially those that bring other people joy. So... Uh, Stand strong with unions, buy from Colton Classic Films, subscribe at uh, patreon.com slash Colton Classic Films, or just get there through Colton Classic Films. Also sign up for a newsletter there because uh, we've got fun reviews and highlights and all sorts of stuff coming monthly uh, in that. So thank you so much. Please check us out next week for part two of this uh, Adam Thorne double feature with Moopit Pastor from 2017. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to all our listeners. And the place that as always is the Chud with All About Evil. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.